Dream 2 Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R Studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! What's up, Dave? Hello, sir. Okay. We are sitting here in the studio. Yeah. And I am about to play this video for you. Yeah, I can't wait. The video, if you want to listen at home, but we're going to play it here so you don't really need to. It is called Man Sells Alien Infested Arizona Ranch. Sounds weird, right? It does. Now, for recorded time, this was just three days ago, four days ago, three days ago. I didn't realize that. You're right. Uh, This video was posted, so it's like a fresh video. But for listeners, it's probably about three weeks old because we're kind of ahead a little bit. and We only do one a week, but we're a couple ahead. So, I'm going to play this video. Now, I'm playing it about a minute in is when we'll start the video. And I watched this already. So, Dave, you watch it. Listeners, you listen. And then we'll discuss. Because I find it weird. A lot of weird shit in this video. Here we go. And, well, it's good to be back. And there's a lot to catch up on. And there's a few main things I want to talk about today, because just today, I don't know if you guys have seen this, and we're going to talk about this here in a minute, but Tom DeLong, who we've mentioned recently, uh, was just today on the Joe Rogan podcast, and Joe Rogan just grilled Mr. DeLong about his company, about all of these fantastical claims that he's been making, and well, we'll get to that here in a minute. But first, I want to talk about this ranch that many of you have heard of. Uh, There's another ranch called Skinwalker that is uh, much more publicized, Uh, a lot more people know about it, but there's also this other ranch where a lot of strange things have taken place over the years, and it's called the Stardust Ranch. And the current owner, who's owned it for quite some time, is now selling it, and this has been on the news, after aliens apparently had tried to abduct his wife. And so here's a small clip of that from the Nine News team. Well, a sprawling 10-acre ranch property in Buckeye is for sale for $5 million. The reason for the price tag might just be the connection to, shall we say, extraterrestrial life. Team 12's Brandon Hamilton talked with the owner today. Down a lonely desert road sits the Stardust Ranch. Almost immediately from the day we moved in, we began to have strange experiences. John Edmonds and his wife purchased the property in 1995 with hopes of it being a peaceful place to operate their Hopeful Hooves horse rescue and live in the country. This ranch has been just about anything except that. John first started seeing mysterious lights in the sky, followed by orange orbs. That's when the uninvited guests arrived. 
literally gray aliens that attacked animals. They were in the house. John recalls one unforgettable experience involving gray aliens attacking his wife. Actually levitated her out of the bed in the master chamber out into the parking lot and tried to draw her up into a crowd. Pause it. So, again, just a quick background. Who the fuck calls it master chambers? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Weird people. <laughs> I, I already give him no credit about any of this. This is all bullshit because of the way he spoke that. Like, who the fuck? Seriously, do you call your master bedroom your master chambers? No, but here's the thing. I don't. That doesn't mean... People Nobody, don't. no real person does. Master Chambers? Yeah. I don't. Dude, there's people that play, like, Dungeons and Dragons and shit, I bet do. That faggot does not play Masters, Dungeons and Dragons. Anyways, just, it just that really kind of irked me, because that's not something somebody would say. Well, I, anyway. Here's the thing. Now, on screen, there's the, his wife. Oh. Yeah, ain't nobody trying to do, do you, that. Do you notice the glasses? Don't they kind of look like alien yeah, eyes? Yeah, they do. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, there's a little bit of, like, eh, this kind of seems like these two people are just trying to garner some attention and all that to uh, ramp up the sale of their yeah. property, but it gets weirder as the video goes on. Now, right. there's a lot of hokey shit, it seems like, but there's some other stuff that gets weird. Right, sorry, that just really bothered me. Yeah, don't don't let the master chambers, although, pretty cool porn star name. <laughs> about this ranch in Arizona, which is, again, is very similar in terms of the strange happenings to what goes on at the Skinwalker Ranch, which we'll talk about here in a minute. So this couple, by the name of John and Joyce Edmonds from Illinois, wanted to find a location to start a horse rescue ranch. And after searching for the ranch that they could afford, without luck for about two years, they finally discovered this ranch in their price range in Rainbow Valley, Arizona. So they buy it, and they call it Stardust. And so strange events happen from the beginning, with the previous occupants leaving behind all of their possessions that somehow ended up in the pool outside. A strange man with a machete turns up on the property, saying that he is the one who keeps the monsters away. Not long after that, the Edmonds would see firsthand the monsters, quote, monsters, that the knife-wielding stranger was talking about. Then the story keeps getting stranger, starting with these orbs that began appearing outside at night, and then UFOs, gray aliens, and even what some have said looked like Roman soldiers strolling about through the property, suggesting there was some sort of possible time travel element. Mr. Edmonds claims that there are two portals, in fact, on the property where, quote, beings from other dimensions constantly come through into our dimension. And, of course, then we have the stories of the abductions of his wife, uh, the fighting off, even, of these alien greys with a samurai sword, images of which he posted online of the sword, stating that he got tissue samples from one of them, and that it's all just come to a point where they want to get out of this ranch. So they're now selling it for $5 million. But, you know, I've known about Stardust for a while now, and I actually um, had a viewer of mine who took a trip out there. She, like, saved up money all year and took a trip out there just to stay there. And she actually stayed with the Edmonds for a short period of time and experienced some of this strange phenomenon herself. You know, she would email me here and there just to tell me how things were going. And so, yeah, it's very similar 
to Skinwalker. And a second ago, you know, I mentioned, hey, maybe one of you guys should head down there and purchase the place and do a study. And, well, that is similarly what happened at the Skinwalker Ranch, which, again, is much more publicized. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch, which is located in Utah, is said to be probably the biggest or one of the biggest hotbeds for alien and just all-around strange activity happening uh, in the Midwest. And, you know, there's been um, a film based on it with the same name. It's actually a very creepy film. It's called Skinwalker Ranch, and I highly suggest you guys go and check that out if you haven't seen it. It's loosely based on what happened there, but it's a really scary movie. Hmm. And so the name Skinwalker is actually taken from a Native American legend uh, of these creatures that they called Skinwalkers that would many times appear as a wolf but would actually be, um, you know, a creature just mimicking said wolf. And so the original claims about this ranch first appeared in the Salt Lake City, Utah Desert News after claims from the family who had recently purchased and occupied the property came out uh, described as an inexplicable amount of frightening events, ranging from UFO sightings, uh, Bigfoot-like creatures, again, uh, wolves, and other local wildlife that were, in fact, actually potentially aliens, possibly, Uh, crop circles, glowing orbs, again, and all sorts of uh, poltergeist-like activity. And these strange events have been happening for hundreds of years with the local Indian uh, reservations and population. Um, They think it's cursed. They won't go near the place. And um, the place is no joke. You know, I'm being dead serious about that. There have been close to, well, maybe now over 100 incidents that have occurred here, including vanishing cattle, mutilated cattle, sightings of, again, unidentified flying objects, large, scary-looking animals with piercing red eyes, um, invisible objects emitting destructive magnetic fields. Um, One of the very (laughs) first times that it was actually investigated scientifically, I guess you could say, was back in 1951, when a local science teacher by the name of Junior Hicks um, spotted a large flying object across the sky during broad daylight, which was also witnessed by students of his elementary class. And to this day, and not that long ago, Skinwalker Ranch was actually bought out by a multi-billion dollar company who purchased the ranch, took it over in order to do scientific studies And, you know, I get emails from people who try to visit the ranch today, and they describe the ranch as being uh, heavily protected to the point where you will be escorted away if you attempt to get near it. And so to this day, or at least from what I can see, the, the ranch is still owned by the National Institute for Science Discovery and is guarded under electronic surveillance at all times. And so, if you do go out there, it can only be visited or viewed, at least, from the outside gates. So, yeah, it's a fascinating topic. Whether we're talking about Stardust Ranch or Skinwalker, um, there would seem to be, and I've noticed this through my investigations and just the research I've been doing, that there are points around the Earth, and I'm sure that these exist in other countries, um, whether you want to say that uh, portals exist here, some sort of dimensional rift, Um, Or, you know, something ancient that we just can't explain. But I I do think that there are parts of the world that have a sort of, um, you know, magnetic... You know, the air is thick, you know, when you go to these places. Very thick. You can almost (coughs) feel the presence or the, um, 
vibrations of something that cannot be explained. And so, um, yeah, guy is selling his ranch, and maybe uh, if you got the cheddar, purchase Stardust Ranch and tell me what you find. All right, so in other news. So that's that part of it. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard of the Skinwalker Ranch before. And yeah. I think I've heard of Stardust Ranch. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, so I just purchased it. It would be awesome if I did. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, but the fact that there's, like, weird shit like that. They're, they have pictures. They supply the pictures in this video. See, those some of them look hokey. Some yeah. of them look like, what the fuck is that? You know, I, I don't know. I wanted to see the, the picture of the Roman yeah. marching people. Yeah. That'd be... I mean, but I guess let's talk about the plausibility. Could there be? Well, yeah, there always could be. Like, um, like portals in certain parts? Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Now It's weird that they're from Illinois originally. Yeah. Did it say whereabouts? No, we could look up their names. But, I don't know. Uh, the other thing, so, now he, he gets, the, the rest of this video is talking about Tom DeLonge and this company he started. And who is Tom DeLonge? What? Guy from Blink-182. Oh, okay. Uh, he started up this company, and Joe Rogan grilled him on it. Now, I watched this video, heard all about this, and then I went and listened to the Joe Rogan episode with Tom DeLonge, and it's weird, too. Like, What's the company he started up? Uh, maybe I'll just let the rest of this video. There's only got a few minutes left of this video. Yeah. He'll talk about it, and then I'll see how much I can remember about the interview to tell you. As I said earlier, Mr. Tom DeLong was just on the Joe Rogan podcast. He looks different. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. I I don't agree with everything he has to say, but anyway, Joe is a UFO fanatic, just like I am. And one of the things I do like about him is that he grills people, especially in terms of the UFO phenomenon. When he gets people on, he did the same thing to Dr. Stephen Greer uh, some years back. He will grill you because he doesn't want charlatans. He wants to get down to the nitty gritty, and he wants to. He doesn't want to, you know, to to mess around with people who are not being forthcoming. And so you guys know I've been apprehensive about Mr. DeLong from the get-go. He started this company. He's a former rock star. He is also an avid UFO researcher. And so he recently came out to start this company that he calls To The Stars Academy, or the To The Stars Look at Academy, his <laughs> which he is now seeking investors, okay, money to fund this company. And so from the beginning, I thought something was off. There's just so many aspects of this company. And if you watch this interview, which I highly recommend you guys do, I'm not going to break down everything that happened in the interview, but I will go over some of the claims that Tom made in it and some of the things I took away from it. It's a very telling interview. And again, because Tom got grilled. I'll put the link down below. And it really gives you a good idea about what Tom's doing, what he's about. You know, you listen to his answers to Joe's questions as he tries to explain and fumbles through it, trying to explain what he's doing with this company, and it just comes off as very, um, let's just say this, at the end of the interview, you're still left wondering what the hell this company is doing, and you're still none the wiser, and in the interview, I lost count of the number of times that Tom 
responds to a question by saying, I can't tell you, or I can't reveal my sources, or I can't reveal his name, or who he works for. And it happens so much during the interview, it gets to the point where you're like, okay, so I see what he's doing now. Anytime he doesn't want to answer a question, which if he is talking to all of these high-ranking individuals and has all of this secret UFO info that he's going to be releasing, you would think he'd be able to answer on the spot. But instead, he says, I can't tell you that. I can't reveal these sources. He states that he's working with some major aerospace companies that he can't tell us about, can't give us their names. He states that he is privy to some highly classified and crazy uh, information that prove aliens exist, but that once again, he can't release it, uh, at least right now. Um, there's actually one part of the video that concerns me a lot, because during a point in the video where he's talking about um, the fact that they're building this alien ship, this anti-gravity ship, he shows Joe Rogan a video, or he tells him to go on YouTube to look at a video which looks similar to how this craft will act, I guess you could say, and sort of disappear and jump time. And the video he points Rogan to is of a well-known CGI fake that has been around for years now, you're seeing it here, of an alleged uh, TR-3B, or a triangular black craft, that was said to have been recorded years ago, but is a blatant fake. Um, it, you can tell that just alone from the camera shake, the artificial camera shake, and is one of the main ways you can tell a lot of times that a highly and well-produced UFO video is a fake, is by this very smooth shaking of the camera that just doesn't stop and it looks computer generated and yeah. so in the in this uh, interview Tom says that this is real he, he never once brings up the fact that it's a CGI or anything like that so that disturbed me uh, the fact that he's trying to raise I'm, I'm gonna interject here yeah Tom never said he thinks that video is real really he said this is what the craft that we're building We'll, we'll be able to do. We'll, we'll kind of, yeah. This is the concept behind it. He never said the video was real. He didn't say it was CGI, though, either. He just didn't say anything. He just said, go look up this video. It's TRB3, you know, gave him the thing, mm -hmm. and he's, the guy's looking it up. He never said, it's this is a real video. This is the actual video, though. He never said that. No, so, he just said that this is the this is what the, create, or the ship we're building will be able to do. Kind of. Yeah, because that's kind of what he started saying. But this, this guy, guy is said. acting like... Uh, this guy has a real dislike for Tom DeLonge. Apparently so. Um, Didn't like Blink-182, huh? I don't know, I guess. That's who you said, Blink-182? Yeah. Who was, which, who was he for that? Was he the lead singer? Yeah, I think so. He looks so different now. Yeah. All right, let's finish this video. That's what she said. He's millions of dollars from people. He's making all of these claims. Um, so far, hasn't backed any of them up and um, would believe something as simple and easily spottable as this fake footage here uh, and believes it's real. It just it raises alarm bells for me. Um, uh, one of the last things Joe asked him is, what do you say to the skeptics, of which there are many out there, uh, myself being one of them? What do you say to these skeptics? And Tom's response was, I quote, you don't know what I know. And so then Joe asked him, well, what do you know that people don't know? And he says, I can't, I can't tell, tell you. you. I, <laughs> I can't tell you that. So, again, it's just like a, 
It goes around and around. You know, he'll answer a question. Joe will press him on it, and then he'll say, well, I can't reveal that information to you. So, again, the interview, I mean, you guys really should go watch it. So go watch it. Take an hour, hour and a half out of your time. It's very telling, and I honestly think that, well... I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tired of, of giving my personal views on Tom and this company. But again, I would just say so save your money because by the end of this interview, I still didn't know what the hell he was doing. So head over, check it out, come back here, right in. So why why is he all of a sudden in this fucking alien? I guess he's always been into. All right, so this is basically I'll give my overview. Yeah. Because I'm sure everybody wants to hear my overview of it. Uh, Really, if you just heard that fucking guy's Yeah, if you really want to go listen to that whole episode for yourself, I'm gonna break down what I can remember. He's always been into it. He decided at a certain point, like so. I guess when they started their band, they didn't expect to actually make it, like back in the day. So mm-hmm. he started other companies too as like a fallback, and okay. if it, you know, and then it took off, and that was the main focus and yeah. money and touring and all that. Well, now that they're kind of not doing that anymore, music, he's doing these other businesses, and one of them was to the stars. It was originally created so that he could make films on these types of topics. Okay. So, but from what it sounds like, and we can actually go to the website, um, it's to the stars academy if you're following along at home. To the stars academy. Um, now, he's got this video here. So, basically, it's um, at this moment of recording, he's raised uh, $1,767,947. Um, I'm not going to donate. I don't tend to... Uh, like I, I need to see some results of something. So, minimum investment is 200 bucks. So you can basically you can buy shares of his company. Five dollars a share. So whatever how many shares that is. Forty. So you can buy forty shares minimum. Anyways. Um <clears throat> he's always been into like this kind of a thing. Well anyways, he used his fame and all that to start getting in connection with different people in the, like, military intelligence community, things like that. And through discussing what he wants to do, he basically explains, like, so all these guys in the intelligence community that know things about Roswell and all this shit that they can't talk about because they've signed classified things and all Mm -hmm. this that they won't speak on it. Do not resuscitate, as I like to call them. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) What are they actually... Fuck. Um, no, I can't remember. Non-disclosure. Yeah, NDA. It's a yeah. non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, NDA. and I call them uh, do yeah. not resuscitate. Yeah, you know, every time you do that, I'm like, fuck, yeah, fuck it fucks it up. But anyways, NDA, I don't know yeah. why I want to call them do not resuscitate. But anyways. Um, so, and, and and then those people, he claims he, because he's got the position that he's got where he's, you know, music star, whatever, he can use these people... And what they know, put make them into movies to help the general 
public will see these movies and understand what these people... It's kind of weird. He explains it, and it takes him like 40 minutes to kind of to explain this, but Joe yeah. Rogan's also asking lots of questions, too, so it, it makes sense why it takes so long, but he's got this this academy where he's going... They're going to build a fucking spaceship based on these physics and shit like that. He's going to run the entertainment side of it, making movies and shit like that right. that's based on real things okay. and and then that's also like a school where they're going to be teaching like these weird physics and mechanics and shit like that so and then like one of the interesting things was this whole like how these UFO things that we see mm-hmm. how they're like they so you've heard of that uh, that whole thing like how can you time travel? Yeah. Well, you would take your ship and you would fly one direction. So in order to get from here to here, it would take so long. Well, right. what if you can bend, bend that? Mm-hmm. So you take that and then line up the two dots and go right through. It's way quicker. Mm-hmm. So how do they do that? And he kind of talks about... and all, He's had all these meetings with all these like people that he can't tell you their names. But he's had all these meetings or whatever, and how it should have been explained to him how they do this. And when you see these UFOs in these videos and shit like that, how they, like, will, like, appear and then disappear and then reappear, and, like, uh, Bigfoot, how it's there but then it's not there. Um... You know, shit like all this kind of like paranormal stuff that's are there and then it's not there, and yeah, how the UFOs, how they'll be like, how they'll just be gone. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've seen the video where they're there, right. they do like these weird movements, and then all of a sudden they're just gone. Right, right. Well, they're going through these like wormhole things that, okay. in our way of viewing shit. We don't. You can't see that. You can't see the hole. It's not like an actual hole that you dig in the ground. Like right. how we perceive a hole to be, it's different. It's like a. It's beyond what our educational or whatever. But I can kind of understand it, it in a weird scientific way. It can kind of make sense. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, um, so he kind of explains that off like that, and it has a lot to do with like sound. Which I've heard differently. You know, you've heard like the moon and when it, supposedly they dropped a thing on it, and it, it would sound like a bell. It was a ringing, and it rang for mm-hmm. days or whatever. So they're saying that the moon must be hollow. It's like a metal fucking yeah, bell or something yeah. like that. Um, but anyways, with the with like magnetic whatever. He was talking about it's weird. You have to go listen to him actually talk about it. But it was something weird about like the amount of energy it, this craft uses. It actually so it uses say ten percent energy, but puts out fifty percent energy. So this is how it like. It's really weird, dude. Like it sounds weird as fuck. But he kind of explains it better, um, and. Anyways, 
so I'm curious about this as well because I kind of think it. If you're talking about that wormhole type shit, mm-hmm. that could kind of explain your Skinwalker and Stardust Ranch, why weird shit shows up and then doesn't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It can explain a lot of stuff if that's real. But yeah, the problem—a big problem—was everything. Every time he'd say, "I can't tell you that," then Joe Rogan's like, "Well, you told me this, 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 and this, but you right. can't tell me this." Right. You know what I mean? And, and have you ever seen the the movie Time uh, Timeline with Paul Walker? Mm-hmm. Long time ago, when so it first came out. You kind of remember that one? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's time travel. Yeah. And it was fixed on one place and one time. Yeah. Hmm. Throughout a line. Yeah. 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 Well, that and that, that's it's kind that, of the same thing. Yeah. In a way, you know. Um, but see, and that it's easier to understand if you can let go of the understanding of time. Right. Time has been explained to us as a thing that you see a clock it's a certain time but time is more than that it's not well yeah i don't know how to explain it i want to say it's not real time is like a thing we just made up yeah you know what i mean yeah for sure but that's not actual time so you know what i mean it i know that sounds really confusing to people they're probably like what the fuck are you talking about but the the concept of time isn't because here's the thing it's interesting that we can as a human race say all right well every spring and fall it's fall back or spring forward we can change time does that make time change no it's whatever just how we what we decided as a fucking human race but that doesn't actually change time you know what i mean but in our false understanding of it Today at six o'clock. Now we're going to change the time, and now it's six o'clock twice. Mm-hmm. No, not in reality and actuality. Right. It's not. You know what I right. mean? Time never stops. Time right. never goes back. And to say it's 2017. Well, who decided when one was? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and then you have all this shit in the Bible. Well, such and such BC. So then it, it counts down. It goes from 500 BC. 499 BC counts down to zero, and then we mm. go one. So, the moment Jesus was born, according to the Bible, now all of a sudden it's day one, day two, mm. and to 2017. Yet there's a whole big uh, controversy about this part, and they call it the Dark Ages. You've heard of the Dark Ages, but you uh-huh. probably don't know anything about it. But there's a, a good chunk of like two or three hundred years that, according to some of these uh, conspiracies. I guess would be a good word for it. The it was like we were going, and then all of a sudden we just kind of added three hundred years to our overall thing. So if that's true, twenty seventeen, it's actually not twenty seventeen. Right. It's actually seventeen something 17, 17. right now. According, but from when they started, from when our right. current uh, historical timeline is that time word again. Mm-hmm started uh you know but the planet's been here for god knows how long no pun intended right, right. um but so there's like a lot of weird shit with time and and like mag magnetic thing and all this and you've heard, probably heard that how they there's like a weird main magnetic or a whatever field that moves these ufos and mm-hmm. shit like that and energy a weird like uh zero 
point energy we talked about with the yep. 9-11 and all this yeah, shit. So there's a lot of weird shit. So I don't know. I, well, so, this shit's gotta like all be connected somehow. I think so. He hasn't officially made the school or the the spaceship right. yet. It's existed as a company. You want to just play the video because it's saying uh, supposedly. Now he does refer to in the interview. Just go to the site and play the video, and it explains everything, which mm-hmm. I haven't done let's, yet. Let's fucking do that and see what. All right. What kind of weird rabbit hole bullshit he's got going on here? Have you ever had the desire to look outward to the edge of what is known and unknown? We have the chance to do something revolutionary. Something that I think has never been attempted before. What if I told you I found a group of like-minded people who held senior positions in the U.S. government? From the CIA, to the Department of Defense, to the most advanced aerospace engineering groups within our national security establishment. People who have life skills in collecting and decoding elusive information. And they all wanted to do something ambitious. Something that could help change the conversation about who we are through an unparalleled search for answers that can propel humanity forward today we are presenting you with to the stars academy of arts and science a public benefit corporation the first transparent partnership of its kind between the fields of aerospace engineering science and cinematic entertainment a collaboration with global citizens to explore the outer edges of conventional thinking targeting the mysteries of the universe and using them to help unify mankind Humanity is clustered around a campfire, surrounded by the shadows of an infinite and cold universe. Tom and the others involved with this enterprise want to take torches, stick them in the fire, go on adventures into those shadows to explore those boundary areas and reveal what's there. What if scientists were given resources to investigate the boundaries of traditional theory? We could finally pull together a unified study from religious scholars, archaeologists, quantum theorists, physicists, and even the most advanced aerospace engineers on the planet. The truth of the matter is, we now know in our physics, which has been advancing, that something like warp drive is not out of the question. To the Stars represents an opportunity to reach beyond the normal boundaries of aerospace to create products that you can call them revolutionary and that's too mild of a word. I'm very excited about this. I think it's an opportunity for us to take certain topics, whether that's unidentified aerial phenomena or ESP or telepathy, and really get to the bottom of it. Starting as a kid, I've always been interested in the actual forefront of physics, right at the edge. These days, standard mainstream physics is really outstripping science fiction. I was in charge of the advanced aerospace threat that deals with uh, highly sophisticated, unidentified uh, phenomena. In the last 10 years, we've come a long way in our understanding of our place here in this universe. There are physics that we don't quite yet understand. doesn't mean that they're not real. It just simply means that we don't have the capacity yet to understand those physics. I think we're all frustrated by the fact that our government and conventional science neglects some of the most interesting and provocative and potentially important issues out there. One of the things that we must do is challenge ourselves to stand in the future and look back to the present. That's the key to breakthroughs. That's the key to changing life as we know it. I think it's in our nature to go out and explore and and report back what we see. The fact is, we might not necessarily be alone. These things are real. These things are out there. They've been out there for a long time. They are not the provenance of the government or any government in, in the world. They belong to us. These are things that happen to people all the time, and these are things that we need to explore. And we need, finally, to get together to figure out 
what this is all about. Using state-of-the-art technology, our own advanced research and development programs, and unique storytelling experiences, our goal is to introduce these unconventional subjects and their potential to affect the world positively through a model that innovates, educates, and entertains to present a positive and unifying message to all generations in every country and every belief system that the growth of consciousness that we all desire can start here, right now. And I truly believe now is a time for us to move forward and finally begin to answer some of life's most deepest mysteries. We can either crawl forward or we can take that viewpoint and say, okay, let's leap forward. Let's try to get the 25th century science this century. This is the time that we are inviting you, the public, to help build a paradigm-shifting global movement and to own it with us. Together, we can create a vehicle that pushes us forward, where we can hopefully learn that we are much more special and much more connected to each other than we could ever imagine. We are To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, a public benefit corporation. So those are all the names and people that she, he couldn't couldn't give out earlier. Now he can. Uh, there's some, those are the people that have publicly signed on. There's other people he's discussed oh, okay. had meetings with that he can't say names of because of their uh, positions still that they're holding and all that. These are the people that okay. that have actually like are done. They've retired from CIA, whatever, right. and now they are doing okay. this as consultants, basically. Hmm. Um, I don't. Know, it sounds. Really interesting. Um, the book is the live broadcast. I don't want to click on. Uh, no, I wouldn't like either. It's just I don't. I don't know, man. It's weird. Um, it's just weird that he bounced from. I guess he's always been into it, though. Like he does say that, and like, he started a bunch of companies. Um, There's a handful right there. The Really Likeable People, Inc. Atticus, Atticus Clothing and Macbeth Footwear. Um, Mod Life. To the Stars. So he's got like a bunch of mm-hmm. like little companies. Um, anyway, I want to see who was on his team. So there's Jim Semivan. That was the one guy that was in there. Co-founder and Vice President Operations of TTS Academy. To the Stars. Um... He was senior intelligence service member of the CIA. Okay. Uh, Dr. Hal Putoff, or yeah, it's gotta be Putoff, right? Uh, yeah, I Puthoff. think the H is. I think the H is silent. He's a vice president of science and technology of the uh, to the stars. He was. President and CEO of Earth Tech International and Director of the Institute for Advanced Studies at Austin. So, he's like a scientist type of guy. NASA. Alright, Steve Justice. Um, he's the Aerospace Dir- Division Director for TTS. And he was what? Oh, he worked at uh, Lockheed Martin Advanced Development Program, Skunk Works. Yep. As it's better known. Uh, let's see. Luis Elizondo, he's Director of Global Security and Special Programs at TTS. He worked in the U.S. Army, Department of Defense, National Counterintelligence Executive, and Director of National Intelligence, Special Agent in Charge, former Special Agent in, tar- in Charge. Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> Supervised highly sensitive espionage and terrorism investigations around the world. I'd like to talk to that guy. 
see what if he probably can't talk about much. Yeah. Most of his shit was probably classified. Um Chris Mellon, National Security Affairs Advisor for TTS. He used to be uh let's see, where does it say? Worked for the federal government, Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence in the Clinton and Bush administrations. He Great. Probably, he probably knows some shit. Right. Um Okay. Dr. Gary Nolan. He looks really young for a doctor. Yeah. He is the genetics technologist consultant for TTS. He used to do, or still does, he trained with, let's see. Uh, Let's see what he... He's a founder and has served on the boards of directors for several successful biotechnology companies. He's a fucking genetic scientist. Dr. Paul Rupp, brain function and consciousness consultant. He's professor... Would that be like an MKUltra kind of thing? Yeah, probably. Uh, professor of military and emergency medicine at Uniformed Services University and director of the Traumatic Injury Research Program. Yeah, this guy is all about the brain. Uh, Dr. Norm Kahn, he's the National Security and Program Management Consultant. He is, he's currently a consultant on national security for the U.S. government. Looks like Max Hedrum. Yeah. He looks weird. Uh, he had a 30-year career with the CIA, culminating in his development and direction of the Intelligence Community Center Counter-Biological Weapons Program. Uh, Dr. Colm Kelleher. He's a biotech consultant, biochemist, 28-year research career in cell and molecular biology. Uh, Okay. Dr. Adele Gilpin, biomedical research and attorney. She did what? Whoa, interesting. What? John Hopkins is the the people that we have at work. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. She served on the faculty. Um, she. I'm trying to see what she did before. She collaborated with the uh, Department of Defense Traumatic Injury Research Program. Okay, and then that's all he's got listed right now. So I don't know. Let's see here. So it's science, aerospace, and entertainment, basically. So the science part of it, he wants, they're studying consciousness, engineering, space-time, brain-computer interface, telepathy, analysis center for UAPs, which is unidentified aerial phenomena, which he claims is a better word than UFO, unidentified flying object. It's unidentified aerial phenomena. And that's what supposedly the military calls it, not UFOs. So, uh, UFOs are actually UAPs. They call them UFOs. That's all a distraction for something else that actually went on. Oh, and he does talk about some people that he's met with and talked to and all this that have told him that we have during the Cold War, which was in in the 80s, some crash or something happened and they actually have a fucking alien and 
all this shit. Uh, it's kind of he, he gets into it a little bit, but he can't tell you who told him all this, and he hasn't physically seen it or seen pictures, but he's been told. Uh, the aerospace side of things, they're going to do electrogravitic propulsion and beamed energy launch systems. Oh, that's another thing he said that. These things, like, with a laser, something with a laser, they can, like, oh, what the fuck did he say they can do with a laser? I don't know, they can do some crazy shit with a laser. He talks about it. I'll have you, to look that shit you up. Kinda, you just need to listen to the episode. It's about two hours long from beginning to end. Um, it's interesting, but yeah, don't, uh, here's the thing. If you let the, I can't tell you that, really get to you, then you're going to lose what Elsie is actually saying. Okay. Um, but I don't know how much you can really buy into either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, He yeah. could be trying to capitalize on this UFO alien uh, phenomena for film, and he's got all these actual people that know about this kind of shit on as consultants for his film. Because the entertainment side is going to do inspirational storytelling, feature films, scripted series, publishing, and novelties. Books and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't know. Is he trying to focus on one niche topic and then do a bunch of stuff on that and he's got these people as consultants to help? So it sounds legit. I mean, it sounds like a good way to fucking do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Now he's pretty crazy. He claims that he by having these people do the advising and him then reaching out, people are like he's got the ability and the voice to fucking get this information to the general public where these people don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, it makes sense, but it kind of doesn't. But it does. But it's all weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very strange. Like, when you first started watching the video of the Sarvaz Ranch, I never thought we'd spin off onto this guy. Like, Blink-182. Yeah. Dude. Well, I think the reason it it kind of all goes together is because what Tom DeLonge's talking about with all this shit, how these things move through warping time and all this, you could explain... If assuming Skinwalker and Stardust Ranch, that those kinds of things are real, how these... Supposed extraterrestrials that have been around, supposedly, according to Tom DeLong, for way longer than us. Mm-hmm. And how there's a bunch of these fucking alien races and shit like that. And I don't know. You really just have to listen well, to it. It makes sense to, like, my story of the black eyed children that I had a long time ago. It was there one minute and I chased after it and it was gone. Yeah. And, like, no doors were open. I mean, the front door to our house was open, which was weird in the first place, but then the two side stores there were no open. Just, it just vanished. Yeah. It's weird, because you yeah. could explain that with, like, ghosts and other paranormal-type things, events. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I don't, like, completely rule it out, but it's weird. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a weird thing, but it also seems like... We're so, such pieces of shit as humans, because we think we know everything. Oh, but yeah. there's so much we don't know. Oh, yeah. And and there's so much we don't understand. 
but like this is where you have to open your mind and say, well, it's possible or it could be possible. Mm-hmm. What if this particular ability to warp what we perceive as time, but isn't actually time? It's because if you take out time, where well, it's one o'clock now. Right. It's not one o'clock. It's it's different, but I don't. We don't. We don't have words to describe what it is. You yeah, know what I mean? Is, yeah, because we're fucking so arrogant. And dumb. If you take out the "it's one o'clock" piece of it, can you warp that? Well, as humans, we decide. Well, on this day, we are going to now put the clock, turn the clock back one hour, or put it, turn it forward one hour. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a physical warping of time in Whoa. human understanding. Now take that. We'll get rid of time as a thing and make it more of a concept. A You have this line that you can bend and move and all that, and you take two ends of it and you put them together, and you just jump the line. It's like going from 1 o'clock on this day in human time to mm-hmm. 1 o'clock yesterday at that same time. Right. You know, it's. I don't know how else to explain it because I don't have the, the easiest way to right, explain. Right. But it to me, I, it makes sense in my head. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like, and that's the whole thing. Like with right now, with time zones. Mm-hmm. You know, we made that shit up. Like right now, it's we'll say eleven o'clock in the morning, but in Ireland, it's fucking two thirty in the afternoon yesterday. Like, yeah. no, it's the same fucking time. Yeah. Yes, that's the whole point. Is what time it is now is the same time everywhere else in the entire. That's why I don't world. like the fact that we have time you know what i mean as a uh, but there's no other way to like that that we had to 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 come up with a way to measure it measure you know what i mean yeah it's a it's a measurement we've broken it down into how we could measure it based on the sun yeah but what's to say an alien race that's traveling through space they're not basing everything on the sun right so their time is a whole different concept you know what i mean yeah yeah and that's the part that I don't think I would be willing to bet 99% of humans can't understand. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah I and that. won't understand, won't even think about it because they have things uh, that they have to deal with in their life. Right, Kardashians and stuff. Yeah, yeah. they just can't wrap their mind around that. They don't, we won't even think about it. People that get mm. high maybe will think about it, but, yeah, but other true. than that, you know what true. I mean? Yeah. Uh, but so, so this is how it is. I mean... We're so arrogant as a human race that we would assume an alien would come here and know what one o'clock is. Right. An alien that comes here doesn't give a fuck about your one o'clock or that you have daylight savings time <laughs> so that a farmer right. has more light in order to fucking do his crops or whatever. Right. It's all bullshit how we perceive it. And there's more than us if you believe, you know, it mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. They don't recognize time the way we do. So they don't speak English. The fact that, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they do. Who knows? They could speak everything. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they do go into the whole Sumerian thing. How we've talked about Sumerians mm-hmm. back in the day. How humans were kind of created by an alien uh, race and all this shit. Right. Um, they kind of talk about that in the interview. It, it's it's interesting. It's definitely worth listening to. I don't really want to 
say, hey, everybody, go over to this podcast, but it'd be easier for you to listen to them talk about it. Right. Then um, maybe you stumble on it. Yeah, well, because I can't, I don't know, you know, I can't say, Dave. I just yeah. can't say. Yeah. I can't tell you who I talk to. I'll, I'll definitely listen to it. Um, I was thinking of one of these are shorter than the whole thing. Maybe there's something we could listen to. They're clips from the show we could potentially listen to that might give a little bit of insight and we can discuss yeah. based on that. I don't know. You want to... Go to the one that he's seen. Maybe he, is it, Which one? This one? The, the bottom one. This one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello, freak bitches. What the fuck? Exactly. Boy, it sounds good, doesn't it? God, I want to believe. So hard. Well, I uh, I hope you do because there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of stuff. I'm well, I want to know what you've seen though. So you've seen this piece of metal. What else have you seen? I've seen uh, many many documents on the studies of these things, and um, I've seen uh, a lot of the science associated with what the technology is and what it does. Like uh, I could show you if I fold up pieces of paper and stuff what's going on with it, but basically. Uh, you know these craft. You know when when you tra- they travel in a straight line, but they're folding space time. Like in Event Horizon, where they explain it by folding a piece of paper and punching a pencil through it. Do you ever see that movie? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like fucking that movie. But it's more like, um, you know, here I can draw it for you here. Not that this is a. It's kind of like when you have two points. Um, you know, we're used to traveling in a direction like that, mm-hmm. and so when we look up, we see a plane that goes straight. Right, but these these UFOs uh, fold space time like this, uh, and so it looks like to them they're going in a straight line. So if you're in the ship, you see that. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the ground, you see that. Okay, you, that's why you see them blink off and on. A lot of those videos, they're on. They looks like they're jumping. It's just because of this. So the folding space time. Some way of interfacing with space itself that's very different than our idea of traveling in a linear way from point A to point B. Space the fabric they call it the fabric of space time because it's like a fabric, it's malleable. Now let me ask you this. How often into a conversation do people look at you and think you are fucking crazy when you start talking about this? And how all, long all is the it? time, yeah. All the time, right? But do you ever get to the point where you're like, I don't want to talk about this? No, because it's it's you, you, I always tell you, you don't know what I know, you know. And there's a lot. Uh, I, no, 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 I mean, like, do you, you ever know. get to the point where you're like, I can't do this anymore? Like, no, people think I'm fucking crazy. No, because I'm involved on the most important shit I've ever been in my life. So like, you think this is like the most important thing that you've ever done? In oh your life? fuck yeah! Like I, I have meetings with senators coming up. Like, do you? Oh fuck yeah! What I senators? I can't tell you. Damn, it's all this. I can't tell you stuff. I know because so, this is some fucking tricky when is, shit. When is all this going to come out? Like, it seems like this is like uh, animate eminent rather disclosure type shit watch what my company does that's what i'll say so what is your company what are you what are you trying to do well we created so if you look at the people involved uh we have senior high when you get to the senior levels of government you're either called an ses or sis senior intelligence service senior executive service or you're a brass but either way the civilians have the same kind of ranking charter that that the brass does so ses three sas three three would be the same thing as a three-star general so I, that's that's who these people are around me. So I have the head of the Skunk Works Engineering. Um, I got you know a SIS two star from the clandestine Directorate of Operations. 
I have a guy f- uh, under Secretary of Detel- Intelligence for the Senate Intelligence Committee and was... These guys are retired? The quasi retired quasi retired well they all they all, they all left they are our current public life they are, now are involved with the way, what you're doing the way they are current consultants to the internet uh, the intelligence community okay that's a probably the and most involved in this project with clearance they they all have their top secret tssci clearances yeah i'm and the only one that does it on my entire team i'm the only one that does it actually lou that just came out i hired him away so he was head of all uh, God, I can't. He was in charge of all classified uh, operations for Secretary of Defense Mattis. So he was what's called a GS-15, right underneath the one, two, and three stars. He ran the Advanced Aerial Threat Program, and it's still continuing to this day, and he's with us now. So and the Advanced Aerial Threat Program under the United States government is essentially a UFO... That's one of the information many. gathering and yes, assessment st- assessment of all of the of what those machines are doing that gives off all these types of effects that people are witnessing but there's also a very large group of people that have had within government that have had close contact like hundreds and it's connected to my group and there's just more coming in that way so th- that program is trying to figure out what those technologies did to those people and how those technologies work even though it, and it's more saddle it's more about tasking you know our assets like satellites and other things to be able to find these things better but um this is different than the secret machines book which is more of another thing altogether. so is there communication between the united states government and alien life forms i i personally I mean, I don't know any of this stuff uh, because I'm not invited to those types of meetings, but I personally uh, wouldn't doubt it, yeah. You wouldn't doubt it, but they've never alluded to it or discussed it with you in any way? Not the, not this group of people, no. Is there any speculation as to what they're doing? Resource extraction. Resource extraction, like and our like minerals? Empire building. Life, I tell people sperm, the, the, eggs, the No, I, I think it's... Cheese. Uh, I think it's tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I think tacos. Well, you know, they're here for the same reason I am, but... Uh, um, I tell people, like, a good way to look at this is, like, look at Syria. And Syria is in chaos because the United States and Russia are having a proxy war there. Mm-hmm. Now look at the earth. It's the exact same thing. Different races are coming here, and uh, and they're trying to win and against so each other. So there's more than one Oh, race. yeah, yeah. How yeah, this universe we're talking about. Right. I don't, but there's a bunch of different creatures, and they all have the same sort of technology. Yeah, and some are very human. Some are look just like you and I. Really? Absolutely, yeah. Hmm. Now, is there any sort of speculation as to why life forms from other planets, other galaxies, other solar systems, different kind of gravity, different environments, would create a life form that's exactly similar to us? Or are they imitating what we look like in order to infiltrate our world and hang with us? I think probably all all the above. I mean, look, if you look at, Hmm. if you look at like, Syria, are you just going to say it's only Russia and America there? China's probably there. France is probably there. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, I, I personally think the little the little aliens with the big black eyes, those are androids. They're biological robots. They're just programmed. There's no different than us cloning sheep. They just clone a being that can travel through space because space or is Or some sort big. of an artificial intelligence thing that it doesn't have AI. a life form. Right. I, yeah, is. I've heard that idea before, and it kind of kind of makes sense a little bit, right? I mean, if 
if you're a living thing and you're traveling through space, obviously you have biological limitations in terms yep. of the need for oxygen and gravitational interactions and all these different things. Well, that one of the scary hallmarks of those ones, the, the rumor is it in the back of their head is a transmitter. So you got to mm. wonder where it's sending shit. But at the same time, you know, I can tell you that when you look at the Bible, uh, the angels and the demons of the Bible would be the humans and the androids that I just told you about. So you think the, the grays are the androids, right? Yeah. So you think they're like some sort of devil? No. I just think that that's how we characterized it because they come in, control right. your thoughts, control your body, take, take you. Take us in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. Demons, you know. Um, so that interesting? you think these things are traveling from how are we perceiving things? Kind of There's things like, that have been put out. How we would perceive something with the knowledge that we had when they decided to start writing the Bible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you see all those depictions of art, shit on the walls of the yeah. pyramids and shit like that. I'll, you know, think about where you were at or where we were at as a race, uh, hum- humans, whatever. And the mental capacity back then, yeah. And how we perceived these things. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it may not be exactly what it is and how we understand things today. Because as time goes on and we, we understand things better, how we understand things right now in 2,000 years, based on our time, mm. we, could be like people are going to be like what the fuck were they talking about it makes right. no sense and they you know how we perceived it and in 2000 years we may be physically like having conversations with these extraterrestrial races it's not shit like that like right. a better understanding but then again i think right now you have a, a a confusion it's like they've created this whole fake news the mm. that they're using the internet to confuse as well yeah, like yeah. overabundance of information yeah and and our brains can't can't filter through the bullshit it's hard so here's the other thing i've noticed i've been watching his body language since he's been talking yeah he's all over the fucking board dude like movement yeah all over the place dude he's really fidgety like antsy yeah he's very antsy he he's been licking his lips a lot and like scratching all over his body a lot so, I don't know what that means. I do that shit. But it's weird. I'm always itching. It, it's just weird, you know what I mean, to see him... Well, you think that... You, you, you think that stands for something, means something? Yeah, I do. Um, now, granted, I'm not interrogating him, I'm not asking him questions. Joe Rogan is, and there's no control, so I, don't, I can't base his, his behavior on normalcy versus lying and making shit up. But... Let's see here. Okay, well, fidgeting obviously it gives off the impression to people that you're lying or you're a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Bodylanguageproject.com. Right, what does fidgeting body language really mean? Do we fidget when we're bored or mentally taxed? Let's see what it says here. As some interested in reading others, we may wonder what predictive values are associated with specific nonverbal cues. For the current purpose, we look at nonverbal fidgeting and its link to mind wandering or boredom. It's been well understood that fidgeting is common in those suffering from ADHD and restless children. However, the link between motor restlessness or fidgeting and mental restlessness or 
in normal healthy adults is not well studied. So they didn't. Okay, the first study found that mind wandering was indeed linked to increases in fidgeting as well as variability in response to the MRT. In the second study, the results went further, showing that only deep mind wandering was linked into increases in fidgeting, whereas task related responses variability increased even during mind, mild mind wandering. The researchers concluded that mind wandering is associated with specific costs. These costs result in weaker primary task performance and secondary task goals such as controlling fidgeting. So why is the control of the body by preventing fidgeting so important to controlling the mind? According to the current, though, fidgeting and concentration are two different, but in some instances of learning related activities. Let's take listening to a boring lecture as an example. We know that sitting in a lecture hall is mentally taxing because it requires us to pay attention to office complex and novel ideas while listen to often complex and novel while simultaneously inhibiting bodily movement. However, since both require mental resources, any deficit seen in controlling fidgeting should naturally predict deficits in controlling the mind. Thus, fidgeting is a visible indication that the mind is suffering and wandering. This is because during mind-wandering, fewer executive control resources will be directed toward these tasks and full maintenance of the... In other words, is mind-wandering... Okay, this is all about mind-wandering, though. I want to talk about... I know about people yeah. fidget when like they're talking. Without having a, a baseline set up and questioning, there's there's not much I could do about it. Like, you're not going to get an answer. Yeah. It is, though, when you base things off of body language. When somebody's fidgeting, it's... I mean, is it they're lying or that they've got like a million things going on in their brain? Right, and he could be on drugs too. Possibly. You want to see what else he has to say? Um, yeah, there's only a couple minutes left. Yeah. About there, but I've never asked. Why would you not ask that? What the fuck? You can tell me star system like 483. And well, I'll you be- know about element 115. I would want to know about starship enterprise coordinate. One fifteen B six five Polaris, wherever the fuck it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that there's coll- there's connections to um, man, you won't even fucking believe it. I'll tell you that. You Please, hear Atlantis. Atlantis, the sunken city. Yeah, there's a connection. There's a connection. What's the connection? That there's a very advanced group that left after a catastrophe and hung around in a small outpost here and and throughout time would push civilization forward and that's who the Greek gods were whoa yep and that's why it's very interesting when the Roswell wreckage there's Greek writing is there? there is I've never seen any of the wreckage from Roswell have you? I don't uh-huh. say either you see it type in Roswell wreckage you can see it well type all in Ros- I've ever seen is the dude standing in front of the bullshit the weather balloon you know, stuff with the laughing and yucking it up Roswell wreckage Roswell I-beam you'll see it have you and, done uh, that? and it's got these Greek no. markings As far and the witnesses that were there did um did uh, what do you call it I've heard uh, about it, but I've not on, uh, looked about sign, it. on oath and tell so that actual I-beam showing the word LF which means freedom in ancient Greek. So Where I, is that from, Jamie? Let me tell you. Why, I, want me, I don't know. It popped up when it... Well, I'm going to tell you something else. So okay. I, I went and met um, a former director of CIA and NSA. He was director of both. I won't tell you his name. And right when I sat down and told him about my book, 
pull that picture up again. Look at those little hands. And right when I sat down and told him about my, you gotta, this is a big deal. Okay, I'm not resigning. So I'm sitting with this guy. He was like, not that long ago, was director right. of CIA and he went on to be director of NSA. Okay. okay. Well, I think we can find his name. Maybe. But uh, right when I sat down and told him about the book, you know what he says to me? What? He goes, I didn't read much science fiction as a kid, but I read a lot about Greek mythology. And looked me in the eye. I said, well, you're going to love the last page of my book then. He's like, am I? And uh, uh, when my book was about ready to go to pressing, I had a very important person call me up. He says, can you stop that pressing and maybe insert something about Greek mythology? And I said, I sure can. So... One, something you got to realize is, for example, the sixth biggest defense contractor in the world, at least they used to be six, is a company called Science Applications International Corporation, SAIC. Their headquarters are actually in San Diego, and in the front of the building, you have a, um, an obelisk coming out of a fake lake and two um, Atlantean on thrones, and they're both holding pyramids, and one says the past and one says the future. It's, and they're eight-foot-tall statues, it's fucking nuts, by the way. In SAIC, they just they went over to Litos. Michael Hayden, former director of NSA and the CIA. <laughs> what about it? No, that's not him. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you if you try and find out. Look at you guys just fishing around over here. I'll say a name. You blink. See, yeah. Look at him. Look at him. I'll show you my. <laughs> No pun intended. Like what you did there. <laughs> that was cute. I'll show you my dick. Like, oh, you get the, yeah, yeah, there we go. If you if you, if you come get it right or wrong, yeah, not you, sure what. Yeah, whatever you get. I think it was. I'm going to show you my dick. But anyways, <laughs> all right. He doesn't. Here's the thing. The way he kind of explains why he can't say names and shit like that is because like these people don't. It'd be like if, if you worked in the government, Dave, mm-hmm. and were tipping me off. You were a source of mine mm-hmm. because I ran a podcast and I was getting the latest breaking shit going on in the government. But you would tell me things and say, don't say where you, right. don't reveal your source. Right. So I would say, I have a source that says, yada, yada, yada. And then that, some asshole, you know, let's just say, uh, well, no, let's just say then Eric from Beer with Friends comes over and says, well, how do you know that? How would you know something like that? Like, it's a why of a source. Well, who's your source? Well, I can't tell you that. Oh, it's, you're full of shit. Well, if I, to- if I said it was Dave Block from such and such whatever government agency, right. what's going to happen to you, Dave? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but the problem is, I could also say a bunch of shit here and say I have a source and not actually have a source. Right. So it becomes a giant gray area where, well, is this person lying or isn't he lying? Is the fidgeting because he's lying or is the fidgeting because he knows a lot of shit that he could be killed over tomorrow? Right. Right. You know what I mean? The, which one is it? Well, we don't know. Yeah. And so it, and that becomes so, weird. Line, what, do you, what do you think of Tom here, then? Tom DeLong? I don't know. Like... Part of me, here's the thing. I want to believe, just like Joe Rogan said at the beginning of that whole clip, I really want to believe what he's saying is legit, but at mm. the same time, I don't know. Go listen to the whole interview, I will, I will. and and then, not just you, listeners. Everybody go, when you're done here, go over and listen to that. It's about two hours total. It's an interesting interview, and, and you decide for yourself, uh, but... I think 
I think he's along along the right lines. Um, I think the guy in the original video we did who doesn't like Tom DeLonge, I mm-hmm. think he thinks that he's kind of a he's a shill or something like that. Okay. Um, trying to like capitalize on something. But after listening to the actual Joe Rogan interview, I don't get the impression uh, that he's just trying to like get a bunch of money and maybe maybe that's what he is doing but i don't get that impression um and i guess maybe i'm I'm more sympathetic to people that say they have a source but they can't reveal that source because specifically like if you like this whole project veritas and all this they don't reveal their sources but then and and they they make a lot of claims and everybody's like, oh, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And then four months later, they put out a video, an undercover video of people within these corrupt organizations admitting and saying all this shit that they said four months ago was going on, and now we have proof. But they were right. they were building this case. Well, they couldn't reveal their sources, and they're still not revealing their sources, mm-hmm. because if they reveal how they get this information, they put people in positions to infiltrate right. to get this information out well they can't tell you who's doing it because then they would know i mean mm-hmm. you have to move in secrecy well oh, yeah. uh, if you As knew you can, yeah. if you knew knowledge let's say you worked at area 51 and you or whatever wherever and you saw a fucking alien or what you know what i mean could you just come out and say it they even talk about that uh who's that fucking guy what was his name the one that talked about Area 51 originally. What was his name? I know. Famous guy about. from. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. What was his name? Damn it. Bob Lazar. There you go, Lazar. <laughs> I never. I I know all this shit, but I have like I have all this shit in my head, and I can't fucking. All right, I'm so, talking about so much different shit. Yeah. So Bob Lazar, they talk about him in that interview, and. He actually gives a lot of information that I had never heard before about Bob Lazar, and I guess Tom DeLonge talked to him. Hmm. And, like, the reason why. Like, it's interesting. It really is an interesting interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wouldn't send everybody over to Joe Rogan if I thought we could actually get Tom DeLonge on here, but I don't think we could get him on here. Yeah, I doubt it. So, uh, I would say just go over there. It, it definitely, go into it with an open mind. That's why I said don't get wrapped too much in the fact that he says, well, I can't tell you that. Well, he, he couldn't. T- he, I mean, he could, right, right. but they could fuck up plans of revealing or releasing information. Now, if in 10 years nothing's ever been done with a company, no no movies have really been made, nothing's really whatever, they haven't made a spaceship, They, you know, none of this shit turns out. Well, maybe he was full of shit, or maybe it's been blocked. Maybe he's, yeah. you know, it's kind of like... Why Why did he stop doing music? Do we know? I don't know. Let's ask Google. I, well, I didn't even know they stopped until this. I mean, I obviously haven't heard anything. Maybe they broke wrong. up. Let's look. Did people dead? They broke up ten years ago? In 2005? Click on the Wikipedia, that'll tell you. I don't know. Let's see here. 
early years. Let's see, early releases. We want to get to them. Continued success. Side project. Barker's plane crash. All right. So in 2005, their label uh, released a statement saying they were having an indefinite hiatus. The band broken up after members' arguments regarding their future and recording process. The long felt increasingly conflicted both about his creative freedom within the group and the toll touring was taking on his family life. He eventually expressed his desire to take a half a year half year respite from touring in order to spend more time with family. Uh, Hoppus and Barker were dismayed by his decision, which they felt was an overly long break. The band abruptly canceled the performance at a Music for Relief benefit show after rehearsals grew more contentious. Further arguments had ensued during rehearsals rooted in the band members' increasing paranoia and bitterness toward one another. DeLong considered his bandmates' priorities mad, mad different. <laughs> Coming to the conclusion that the trio had simply grown apart as they aged, had families, and reached fame. The breakdown in communication led to heated exchanges resulted in his exit from the group. So, uh, DeLong exited from the group, basically. That's what it sounds like. It seemed like sounds like the other two kind of were on the same page, but DeLong wasn't. Yeah, and see, the plus 44 is the new group. That's what I thought. I thought it was some 44, but I guess it's just plus 44. Yeah, some 41. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of some 41. So, yeah, 40 plus 44. I didn't even know who they were then. Uh, yeah, so they're plus okay. 44. Um, let's see here. Now, that, now, there's a reformation from 2009 to 2014. Uh... Eventually, the band appeared for the first time on stage together nearly five years as presenters at the February 2009 Grammy Awards announcing their reunion. The trio embarked on a reunion tour from July to October in 2009 with a European trek following from August to September in 2010. So they recorded another album called Neighborhoods. Their sixth studio album was stalled by its studio autonomy tours managers and personal projects. Along recorded at his studio in San Diego, Hopus and Barker, Hoppus and Barker recorded in Los Angeles. Uh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. The reunion of the band has been characterized as dysfunctional by both Barker and DeLong. Hoppus commented on the, the, this area of the band in a later interview. Everything was always very contentious. There, all, there was always just a strange vibe. I knew there was something wrong. Uh... Uh, in his memoir, Can I Say, Barker claims DeLong's behavior on tour was introverted until money started coming in, after which he'd get excited about Blink. He states DeLong abruptly quit sometime in mid-2014 and rejoined the following day. The group planned to begin writing their seventh album in January 2015, which had continually seen delays. Quote, I'd do interviews, and I just felt awful for fans because they were promised albums for years and we couldn't do it, Barker later said. A record deal was finalized and sessions were booked before DeLong's manager informed the band he intended to spend more time on non-musical activities and indefinitely depart the group. In his own statement, DeLong remarked that he never planned on quitting, just find it hard as hell to commit. After these events, Barker summarized the band's reunion. Why Blink even got back together in the first place is questionable. 
So, and now we kind of know why what DeLong was getting into. It's all this shit, probably. Yeah. So. Good to know. Yeah. So. There's your timeline of who's in the band. Yeah. It's it's interesting. So now they got. So really, Mark Hoppus has been there from the beginning. The only one that like stayed from the beginning. Yeah. Till now, uh, Travis Barker didn't start until later on. In the early days, it was Scott Rayner. Yeah. And then now Matt Skiba as the new lead singer. Weird. Eh, it is what it is. So. All right then. Uh. Yeah, he's from what a Treyu or something. That it said. What are we talking about? Uh, Matt Skiba guy. Who's he? From? They said what band he was from. Alkaline. Oh, Alkaline Trio. Yeah. All right, whatever. Good for him. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm into it. I hope it actually does something. I hope I actually get something out of it. I hope everything that he says in the interview and what his company has intentions in doing actually, like, pans out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if it will. I have a funny feeling we'll never see anything come from it. He's going to get this money, and... It'll be one of these things where it runs into snags, which, think about it, if if you're trying to, he's basically trying to say, I'm going to take classified information, and I'm going to put it out into, uh, into the, in a form of entertainment so that everybody can understand and see it and hear it, mm-hmm. and then everybody's going to jump on board and you know, be cool with, like, aliens and this kind of technology. Well, there's people that are into the Real Housewives of Retard County, and they're never going to be into it. Right. Regardless of how you put it out there. Right. So, you're still only hitting a certain... A small demographic, right? Yeah, demographic of people that are going to be into this, and all those people are already skeptical Mm -hmm. of the whole thing, and they're going to be skeptical of everything you put out, unfortunately, regardless of how true or untrue it is. It's right. just, it's a, it's a tough thing now. Because he could, he could come right out tomorrow and say, in every major city starting tomorrow, I'm going to have a, a live showing of a, a fucking alien. You can go meet an alien. Every large fucking major city, go meet and touch an alien, take a picture with an alien. And people won't believe it. It'll be skeptical. And it could be a legit There'll be a, a thousand people show up in each city, and those thousand people will do it. It won't get covered on the news. Right. It won't, you know, it doesn't, and that's the, the other thing is how the mainstream media will just cover Sweep up shit Sweep like it this. under the rug. Never happened. Uh, well, you're a bad person to ask, but during all this really shit with, say. well, you'll understand why when I explain it. During all this shit with, um... The Las Vegas shooting and um, all this other stuff politically going on. There's a this fucking uh, plant in, in Pennsylvania that's been burning for for days now, and you've never once heard about it on on the uh, on the news, and not even like any kind of news. It's just not talked about. But this plant has like it was kind of like a warehouse where. All these, like, 
fucked up chemicals and just shit was stored for uh, I forget what company maybe like 3M or something like mm-hmm. that just stored all this shit that they had and putting like different chemicals that shouldn't have been near each other together and nobody knows how it started on fire just started on fire and it's been burning for days and all this shit's getting into uh, the air, the air. Sure, yeah. I mean but you won't hear about it so why you know what I mean yeah. um It, it's it's interesting that shit like this just let's see here let's see if I can even find the picture it wasn't in Pennsylvania you know how has it these motherfuckers have it you motherfuckers got a lot of shit I'm gonna find the thing so I can show you yeah please do please do so you don't think I'm full of shit Hurricane, tornado, fire things. Uh, I read it off of their thing. We're going back way far now, though. Yeah. Um, wish you could, like, search. Yeah, I wish I had a search button. It is weird. It makes me feel like I'm fucking lying because every time I read one of these things, then I go try and pull it off the thing. It's not there anymore. It's like the shit just disappears. Even though I was here and I read it. It pisses me off, man. Um, It's a great pod, man. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, hey, guys. There we go. There you go. Alright. Holy shit. A massive fire has been burning for four days now at a warehouse in Parkersburg. Maybe it's not in... It's in Virginia, West Virginia. That's why Pennsylvania didn't come up. Put the wrong fucking state in. Alright. A fire has been burning at a warehouse that's become a dump for things DuPont... I was DuPont, not 3M. Can't legally get rid of for more than four days in Parkersburg, West Virginia. So, I won't read the whole article because way off topic of this podcast but Jesus here's the thing there's all kinds of shit that goes on that are major things that if you didn't live in that town you wouldn't know now this this fucking look at this they say you could see it for like 40 miles not a goddamn word on CNN yeah. not a goddamn word on any fucking news you, you wouldn't even know about this because they don't cover it which means look they're covering that. up yeah, so that. what are we covering up DuPont's workers and said the cloud was harmless. You tell me that's harmless. It reportedly smells like paint thinner and people are going to the hospital because of it. But a DuPont spokesperson says the cloud's harmless. Oh, yeah, of course well, how the fuck does a spokesperson know a goddamn thing about what a, a, a smoke cloud effects are going to be? Mm-hmm. When you have... Hang on. Maybe I should read off some of the shit that was... Weather the last few days increased toxicity in the area and has caused... Toxic water runoff into the creeks and river. The fire department has nearly drained the city's water reservoir, and the reservoir has likely been compromised by the ashes. They don't know if the filters can clear it. Um, 
That picture there is fucking terrible. That one there? That's yeah. bad. It's right underneath it. Mm-hmm. Ash has been found over 40 miles away. People who breathe in the ash and smoke for as little as a half an hour have issues with breathing, burning skin, eyes, and throat. Residents are also reporting headaches and nausea. Um, a lot of people have been hospitalized for acute chemical uh, pneumonitis. Mm-hmm. Schools are closed, buses aren't running, businesses are closed, and government agencies are closed. There's nothing wrong with it, though. Why close no. all that? There's nothing wrong. Uh, it's costing $60,000 a day for firefighters. I want to read some of the stuff that's in it, though. I'm trying to... Alright. Uh, you'd be shocked at some of the stuff that gets stored in, in, the, in these warehouses. You get everything from polymers to toxic dust to drums of acid, all thrown in the same sections of buildings. I've personally seen warehouses wall-to-wall with this stuff with literally no room to walk around. If a fire breaks out in one of his buildings, there's no way to put it out in short of letting the entire thing burn to the ground. Apparently this old Ames building was one of the worst. He's already received many citations and warnings about how things are stored and the general maintenance of the facility. Expect shutdowns of satellite warehouses soon and probably a couple bankruptcies declared as well. And then I'll scroll through. You can see some more. They also found that the company had not developed and implemented a groundwater protection plan that included materials stored at the site. Nice. So it makes you wonder, one, is this just a big thing to get rid of all this shit that they had no other way to get rid of? And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's also weird that the major news outlets I reported of the fire is out. That's the only thing they've reported, yet it continues to burn. There's a, uh, there it is, almost out. So this, these were updated after. That's crazy. In 2012, the state fined the company owns the property $6,000. $60,000. The company buys DuPont and other companies' chemicals they can't legally get rid of. Hey, look, scroll up and look at that picture. Yeah. That's how they store shit outside. Yeah, it's just like it looks like a garbage dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, they supposedly reuse, properly dispose of, or resell as usable B-grade materials. However, most of the materials go into warehouses like this. Like this one, there are five in Parkersburg alone. Jesus. Plant two had a fire in 2012, which is what prompted the investigation of the conditions at Plant One, the former Ames Building. There are some blurps on pictures from here, and you can find links on the last picture, mainly news links. If anyone from the area out of across the state with any knowledge of relief efforts let me know I'll add them to the post so anyways not a word mainstream media I'm more concerned about how Trump's wiping his ass today mm-hmm. you know instead of like like you know, that's the main goal. You got Keith Oberman talking about fucking wearing flags yeah, as a fucking crime, yet he wears a goddamn flag. But instead of like, and see, going back to all this, you know, if they actually do put out really accurate information through film, through Tom DeLonge's company, that he's learning from actual knowledge that these people with classified whatever are giving him. And the rulers of us don't want that information out. Right. They won't. The movie could be out. 
But you'll never fucking see it. Yeah, it'll be on my You seek it out yourself. Limited release or direct to DVD only. Yeah, and it won't get yeah, it won't get spread around. It won't no. be on Netflix. You know what I mean? And you'll just never fucking see it. Mm-hmm. And you'll never hear about it. Uh, he's getting attention right now. Yeah, you know, Devil's Platoon came out, and you can't even get it now. Right. Same thing, man. Fucking government. It's a good way to cover it up. Yeah, it came out, man. Government fucked it up. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, it's, it's 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 all weird, dude. You know. I hope I hope what he does. I hope he gets shit out there, and I hope it all works out. I just don't have a lot of faith that because if you start releasing shit like that, they don't want you to have out there. They're gonna shut you down or shut yeah. him down. I mean. Yeah. They they got to retaliate for Trump releasing all the JFK stuff. They have to. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. Which we're going to do a whole thing on that yeah. at some point. Interesting to see what happens. Yeah. With all of it, with everything. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know what else we can really do on this topic other than just go watch or listen to that uh, watch or listen to the Joe Rogan Time the Long episode and uh, decide for yourself. But. Uh, I am curious about these ranches, these Skinwalker and Stardust yeah, Ranch. Yeah. Um, the fact that that billion dollar university or whatever or bought that fucking uh, ranch to do tests on it and right. have it secured like an Area 51 yeah, type thing. Super. That's area kind of interesting. Like, why do you need? It? Why does the university need something so secure? You know what I mean. I understand right. you don't want people around there because it's drawing attention because of what supposedly happened there. But, uh, but it's also interesting that you would spend a bunch of money on this thing if there wasn't something to it. Right. To do a bunch of research. So it kind of gives it some some validity, at least. Um, and the Stardust one, who knows? That could all just be, could all just be a, 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 a copycat. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, buy my ranch for a shit ton of money when it's actually worth uh, $275,000, but I can get somebody to give me $5 million because some yeah, really right. rich university bought this other ranch for a crazy price because of weird right. shit that goes on. Right. Who knows? Uh, but either way, you know, What's to say he's a he's a hack? What if all this shit actually goes on there? Right. And he's got all this shit, and we're just like you know skeptical of it. Well, oh, the guy the guy said his friend went there and stayed there, and she said she witnessed stuff. Well, where's her fucking shit at? Yeah, and it, it could be out there. I don't know. We'd have to dig deeper into it. Mm. Point is, YouTube did it again. They create rabbit holes. They do, and uh, we'll go down them. I don't know. Look into it. I, I, I kind of believe some of this stuff. I'm kind of skeptical of a lot of right, it. Right, right. Uh, I just hope eventually we get answers. That would be know? nice. So, till next time, Dave. See you.
listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please, do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.